Let's continue blessings upon them. I'd like for you to turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Leviticus in chapter 23. Leviticus in chapter 23. I'm going to open up with, with a portion of Scripture that I pray will open our minds to the second part of our lesson on the atonement. Tonight we're dealing with the covering. Now last week we dealt with the reason why the there was a need for the atonement. It come about because of sin. It come about because of the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It ultimately come about because of Satan himself. That's the reason why we need the atoning covering applied to each and every one of our souls. For without that atoning covering, we would all be in a place called hell at our death because of no, no protection from the wrath of a mighty God. The, you see, the, the blood of Jesus Christ, which is what Leviticus is pointing to, is the only covering that God will accept. The blood of Jesus Christ is the only means by which today we may receive forgiveness of sins. The atoning blood of Christ is the only way today that we can have our sins cast as far as the east is from the west. It's infinity. It goes forever and ever. That's how far your sins are cast even away from the very eyes of God. All because of the covering that God has provided you through Jesus Christ and His shed blood. The Bible says in verse 27 of Leviticus chapter 23, this is a, a very solemn call to duty here. It's a very solemn call on a special day, a special place. And the Bible says in verse 27, also on the tenth day of the seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you. And ye shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall do no work on the same day, for it is the day of atonement. I want to stop there just for a moment. I want our, I want our attention to be focused upon this because it's so important. We go to the Lord's day. The Lord's Day is a special day. It's a day when Jesus Christ was resurrected from the grave. It's a day that was set aside for our special worship of Almighty because of what He done for each and every one of us. The Lord's Day ought to be a special day to each and every one of us. It's a holy day. It's a day of convocation. It's a day when we should recognize the reason why that we are saved from wrath. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves the fact that God the Father was 
absolutely satisfied with the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on our behalf. You go back to the book of Exodus in chapter 12, you see the Passover lamb that was slain. It protected everybody that was behind the door. The door and the lintels of the door, the doorpost acted as a seal to the room in which those individuals were behind because they believed what God said. That's the reason why I believe the Bible states here that this day of atonement is a special day. It's a holy day. It's a day where the Bible says, and ye shall do no work in that same day. For it is the day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever so it be that shall not be afflicted in the same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. That word afflicted means for us to be aware of what's going on, to be to notice what's happening in the day of atonement and the reason for the atoning blood. The Bible goes on to say, verse 30 again, And whatsoever so that it doeth any work in that same day, the same so shall I destroy from among his people. Ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. This shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. A Sabbath of rest. You know when Jesus Christ finished His work on Calvary, He entered into that Sabbath of rest. Today He is still at the right hand of the Father. What is He doing? He's taking His, his rest after, after paying an awful sin debt. He's taking the rest that His soul desires and, and, and deserves. So the Bible says in verse 32, It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even, from even unto even, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, we do thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving unto sinful man the atoning covering, the covering that washes away our sins, the covering that separates our sins from your eyes. And it is so for all eternity. Lord, we thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ was applied on our behalf. Lord, we pray that our minds may focus upon the atoning covering and exactly what it took to receive that. Lord, I pray that you watch over us this evening. Bless our time of fellowship. Bless our worship. May it be special. May our hearts and our minds even now be resolved to lift up thy name in praise. And dear God, may thy name truly be lifted up in this house tonight. For great is the majesty of Almighty. And Father, for thy great salvation... For the great atoning covering, we are so blessed and thankful. Bless those that have gathered here this evening. I pray, Father, that you would give unto them a special 
a special notice, Lord, that you would touch their hearts. The saved, Lord, I pray that you will encourage us this evening. Help us to reflect upon being saved from the wrath of Almighty God. And help us to rejoice in our covering. Lord, bless us this evening. We ask again that you forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. I go back for just a little bit and kind of refocus upon last week's lesson. If you remember, when Adam and Eve sinned and when God came into the garden and they had hid themselves, when they heard His voice, they began to sow fig leaves to make coverings or or aprons to cover their nakedness because all of a sudden they realized that they were naked. In other words, they realized that they were in sin. God asked them, well, who told you all this? Why do you, why all of a sudden are you covered? And it's because of the sin that was committed there in the Garden of Eden. And so the God of heaven, He made the very first atoning covering for Adam and Eve. That atoning covering was pointing to the Savior down the road that was going to come and and once and for all pay the sin debt of the people whom God had given him. And once and for all they was going to be sealed as Noah's ark was with pitch on the inside and outside and that protected everything on the inside that was that was sealed. In other words, the gopher wood, uh, uh, that Achaia wood that was... Um, that had built the ship. It was protected. It was sealed. Much like our Holy Spirit seals us tonight. You're saved by the grace of God. Listen, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. You're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That one day we'll be in heaven and we need not worry and concern ourselves so, so to, a, to a point of agony when we think about what we have done in our lives, you know, I, I, you know, there's things in my life that I'm not proud of. There's things that I've done in my life that I do not, uh, I do not want to publish uh, to all the world, and that's for sure. All of us have those things, I would imagine. But the one thing that I am sure glad of is that my Savior. When he died on the cross of Calvary, he covered my sins. He made the atoning covering. When God looks at me, he does not look at my sin. Now there's still consequences for sin in my life. That's a given. The Bible speaks about the fact that God will chastise his own for sin. But in the penalty phase of chastising... We are no longer penalized because the blood has been applied and God does not see our sin. I want to stop there for just a moment. How many of us tonight can really relate to this fact that I am sure glad that God does not hold that sin against me anymore? Folks, I want you to know something. I thank my God in heaven for that. And it's all because of the atoning work of Jesus Christ on Calvary. Emmanuel, tonight as we look at this, as we can see from our reading this evening, the Day of Atonement was a special day. 
It points to the day of atonement which shall outshine and outlast all other holy days before or after. For it points to the atoning covering of Jesus Christ that He would once and for all finish at Calvary. It is the day of our full atoning, our complete covering, from which we are protected forevermore. That's just kind of an overview of what the atoning blood does for us. But now, as we dive into the Scriptures, I want you to think about this for just a moment. We go back to Genesis in chapter 6 again. And I want you to think about uh, this, as we have already mentioned this about Noah. Noah was told to build the ark. He was told to prepare something that he had no idea what it was. He had never heard of such probably. He had never seen anything like it. But God gave him the directions. God gave him the information of how to build this ark and how it was going to protect them. You know, as I sit and I I think about our salvation, God directs those who will listen, those who will believe, He directs them today on the perfect ark. The ark named Jesus Christ. The ark of our salvation. And within the confines of this book, from cover to cover, you're given good information on how that ark is going to save your soul. I want you to think about that while we're going through this. Because by the time we get through this evening's message, you will see exactly what Jesus Christ done for us on the cross of Calvary. You will understand without a shadow of a doubt how you're protected once you're saved by God's grace from the wrath of God. That's what the pitch resembles here. Now the Bible says here in, in, in uh, Genesis in chapter 6 and beginning at verse 13. I want you to look at this with me now. The Bible says this, And Noah and God said unto Noah, The, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, the Bible says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Now this is the covering that I want to speak on tonight. The special covering. The covering that protects. The covering that seals. It's the covering that keeps. And that's what we want to deal with tonight. And the picture of the pitch, as we look at this, is just a type of what Jesus Christ is and what He done for us at Calvary. This pitch is a picture or a type of the Savior's atoning. In other words, His covering. It covers all. In Genesis chapter 7, just the next page over in verse 15, if you begin reading there, the Bible says, And they went in unto Noah, unto the ark, two by two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female, for of all flesh, 
as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. I wonder why they went in male and female. I wonder why it wasn't like it is today, society. Because there's no way to, to propagate. There's no way to carry on life. Amen. There's no way to carry on the goodness and the wholesomeness of male and female. Now, folks, I want you to know something. There's some things in life that I'm willing to, to not argue about, but there's some things in life that I'm willing to argue about. Amen. I believe in the sanctity of life, and I believe in the sanctity of marriage, and I believe in the sanctity of male and female. I believe in the separation of the sexes. You know, to me, to me it's biblical, but to the world it's, it's uh, well, it's male chauvinist. It's uh, other things, homophobia and all these other things they've got now for, for words to speak against men of God who will stand up and preach what thus saith the Lord. But I want you to know I believe in these things. I believe in the sanctity of them. The Bible says they went in male and female. There's a reason for that. So that they could carry on after, after everything was destroyed. Now, in verse 17, the Bible says, And the flood was forty days upon the earth. And the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it, was, and it was lift up above the earth. The waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went up on the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubics upward did the water prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both fowl, cattle, and beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. Now, I want you to think about this for just a moment. The seriousness of what went on. And I want you to realize tonight that the only ones that were saved was Noah and his family. And all those animals that he brought in to the ark. The Bible says that ark didn't leak anything either. It wasn't no, there wasn't no leakage of water into the ark to sink the ship. The ark that Noah built, because the Bible says it was pitched... On the inside and also on the outside. In other words, there was no way that that water could penetrate into the wood. There was no way that that the water could get in and seep in and begin to destroy what God had made. Folks, that's just the way it is in salvation too. When Jesus Christ died for our sins at Calvary, listen, and He saved our never-dying souls, He saved us with an eternal salvation. One that cannot be damaged. One that cannot be taken away. One that cannot be hurt. I'm talking about salvation that was sealed with the Holy Spirit of pitch, in other words. Sealed by the Holy God of heaven. Exodus again in chapter 12 speaks about it. uh, uh, Where uh, those that were behind the blood, they, they were saved from the wrath of a mighty God. All those that were outside of the blood, they died that night. Isaiah 53, we see where Jesus Christ was was pictured to come before uh, this earth and come before humanity. There He was going to 
pay the price of sinners. He was going to do so with His very blood. And Isaiah 53 is a very, a very open picture of what Jesus Christ done for us on the cross of Calvary. In shedding His blood, He made an atonement for us. In other words, He covered our sins. He protected us. That's what the pitch shows. We were protected. Now I want you to continue to think about this as we move on. I want you to think about the second thing. Again, this is what we were leading to upon the pitch being applied that it protects. The pitch sealed the ark. The means of salvation for Noah and his family. And all those that were on board. We no longer have sin overburdening our souls. In other words, we no longer have the, have the, have the consequence of sin upon us. In other words, the Bible speaks about that one that is born in sin. That one who refuses to repent of the Lord Jesus Christ and trust His blood upon Calvary for our salvation. The Bible says here, that's the burden that you've been relieved from. The burden of your sin being brought back up. The burden of losing your salvation is gone. You know, today people, people they, they go by works for salvation. It's how much you do. It's how much you pay the church. It's how, much, uh, it's how many times you've been baptized or, or whatever the case may be. Men today are trying their, their best to, to get out of hell, to stay out of hell, and they're trying to do it by their good works when the Bible says that all of man's good, good deeds, his righteousnesses, are as filthy rags in the eyes of God. Listen, that one who has had the atoning blood applied to them no longer has that concern. We've been set free. John 8, 32 and John 8, 36 says it very, very well that, that you know, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're free. You're free indeed. Now, I want you to think about that for just a moment. You know, as we go back to Psalm for just a moment, Psalm 32 Psalm 32, as we're dealing with this covering, and again, there's only one way you're going to find peace and satisfaction. There's only one way you're going to find rest for your soul. There's only one way you're going to be content. And it's if your sins are forgiven and covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. That is the only way that you're going to find rest for your soul. As a matter of fact, in verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is what? Covered. you know what that speaks to? speaks to the atonement of Jesus Christ. Now, we go back to the Old Testament times when all the sacrifices were going on, the Day of Atonement back in Leviticus and all the way through, and even in the book of Hebrews tells the very fact that, listen, the blood of bulls and of goats could not take away sin. It could not even cover sin, but it pointed to the one that was going to take away sin and cover our sin. 
who was going to make an atonement, an actual atonement. You see, that's what faith is. Faith is looking to that which you cannot see. And believing on Him in whom you have never touched. That He's going to save your soul. You're going to find sweet peace. The Bible says in verse 2 of this text, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. In Romans in chapter 5, let's go over here for just a moment and look at this. Romans in chapter 5. Begin reading here at verse 8 with me, please. I don't know today all these people that are trying to live it to gain salvation. they They can never be at peace. They can never be at rest. I had a man to tell me one time who was who who believed firmly. He said, Preacher, I just hope I've done enough to get into the pearly gates. And I told him, I said, Listen, there's one way to know for sure. That's to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the way to heaven. Not by our good works. You want to know for sure? You want to know for a fact that you're saved by the grace of God? Take His Word. Believe that He died on the cross of Calvary for your sins. For you personally, you will be saved if you trust and believe in that. You will find that hope that I'm talking about. The Bible says in verse 8, and and again, you know I love these two words, but God. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood. How do we get justification by the atoning covering? We shall be saved from what wrath through Him. In other words, Jesus Christ. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. What is the word atonement again? It's a covering. The word atonement means to appease. And the covering that Jesus Christ's blood provides us appeases the God of heaven, and therefore His wrath does not flow unto us. We that are born again are blessed because we're saved from wrath. The Bible says very plainly in 1 Thessalonians, if you'll go there with me for just a moment, in chapter 5 and verse 9, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, the Bible says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. I, I love hearing them pages turn. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. The Bible says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we awake or 
sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as you do so. Again, we that are born again are protected from the God's fierce anger. The Bible states in Romans in chapter 8, verse 31 down through verse 39, something that ought to just tickle you to death. Because of the atoning blood that's been applied to you, the Bible says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Folks, if you're saved by the grace of God and the blood's been applied, you ought to have a a certain persuasion about you tonight. Nobody can take that away. The devil can't take that away. Nothing can take that away. All the demons of hell cannot take away your salvation, nor your standing with God. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor, thing, nor, things, to, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The atoning blood gives us that. It covers us. It seals us. The atoning blood sets you apart. You're special. You're marked people, thirdly, because of the atoning blood. You know, Matthew in 25 is, talks about the separation that's going to take place one day, the goats and the lambs. There's going to be a great day of separation. There's a lot of people, like in Matthew chapter 7, that talks about the fact that that say, you know, we have done all these things. There's going to be a lot of preachers standing and look at God and say, Hey, I proclaimed your, your word. I prophesied in thy name. And he's going to say, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Why? Because the blood wasn't applied. And all that God can see is his sin. And God's wrath is about to be poured out upon him. He's standing at the great white throne judgment seat of God and His wrath is ready to pour out. That's one thing that we're saved from. That's one thing that we're protected from, being covered with the atoning blood. We're marked. You know, in Titus in chapter 2, and I'm going to come to a close here. But I want you to look at this with me now in Titus in chapter 2. 
verse 13 and 14. The Bible says here, Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from the iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. You're special. Because of God's atoning, the Lord's atoning blood, you're protected, you're saved, and you're kept. Folks, I'll tell you, God's atoning blood through His Son, Jesus Christ, is the greatest thing that ever happened to sinful man. Today, down here, Everybody remembers your faults, don't they? They don't remember the good things, do they? They don't remember all the, all the labor that you've done. The thing that they remember is when you messed up at one time. Maybe, maybe that little trait that you have, that, that's what they talk about. They don't talk about the good that you've done. Just think about this. When God, when God views us, he doesn't think about all the bad traits that we've had. When God views us, He doesn't think about the sins that we don't want anybody else to know about. When God looks at us, He looks at the covering. And all He can see is the blood of His Son, Jesus, who gave us salvation through that blood. Tonight, if you're here and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, my, my encouragement to you today is this. Believe the Scriptures. Trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you'll have that atoning blood and the atoning power that comes with it is, is something that's going to last you for all eternity. The atonement of God. Jesus Christ has He atoned for our blood at Calvary, for our sins at Calvary with His own blood. Paid our sin debt in full. You know, we, what was that song that we sang? Hmm. I wrote it down here. Let me go back and look at this real quick. <clears throat> 337. 337. And I'm going to quote this or read this in your hearing. I want you to just think about what we've just preached here. Savior, more than life to me, I am clinging, clinging close to Thee. Let Thy precious blood applied keep me ever, ever near Thy side. Every day, every hour, let me feel Thy cleansing power. That's what the atoning blood's all about. May thy tender love to me bind me closer, closer, Lord, to thee. Folks, I'll tell you what. Had it not been for the atoning blood, we would all still be in trouble. I thank God tonight for his atonement that was made through his son, Jesus Christ. Didn't just wash away our sins. He didn't just cast them as far as the east is from the west behind his back. When he looks at us, he sees the blood. That's the amazing thing to me. You can't even see through the blood of Christ. It's, 
It's washed as white as snow as far as God is concerned. May God help us tonight. May God bless each and every one of us.